Welcome to Sophisticated Mom, and I'm your host, Dr. Sophia, the creator of the Christian lifestyle blog, SophisticatedMom.com. I will break down faith-based advice and make it applicable and relatable to help you on your journey on this thing we call life. You'll learn everything you need to know on how to become the master of your own destiny. God clearly tells you to love your enemies, but loving your enemies is so hard because they are people who backstab you do you wrong, try to cheat you out of opportunities, take your man or those who talk behind your back. So understand when I tell you to love your enemies in no way am I saying that it is easy. I mean, think about it like this. If your enemies are not treating you the way that you want, what good is it to treat them the same way? Yes, it may bring you some satisfaction, but is it really making you a better person? Is it helping you? No, it is not. And even if you're saying, Sophia, they are my enemy, I could care less about being a better person. Then first, I want to tell you that you need to learn some self-growth. And, and the second thing I will tell you is that to love your enemies is actually to bless yourself. So even if you can find no other reason to try to love your enemy, then blessing yourself is a very good reason. But before I get into the post, check out my video on how God deals with your enemies. And also, don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel by clicking the link down below. Number one, love your enemies because they got issues. The first thing that I want to point out to you is that even though your enemy is your enemy, they actually may be something internally that they're struggling with within themselves as to why they are acting this way. Some people have internal issues of their own and instead of getting themselves right, they want to take out their issues on other people. You can also check out my blog by clicking the link down below on how other people's issues can become your issues. Some people develop low self-esteem, insecurities, or just have problems from unresolved issues that they have not dealt with. And instead of internalizing them, all their frustrations come out on you. Number two, Bible verses about loving your enemies, where their issues come from. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, authorities, and against powers of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. Ephesians 6.12 all this really means is that our struggle is not with people, but it is the demons that are within the people. Demons can be anything. They can be insecurities, things that have developed based on how they were raised, how their parents treated them, the fact that they are bullied. I mean, just about anything, which I also have a video down below on on how the devil works. So you can watch that down below. And even though that does not excuse what they're doing to you, I hope that it would at least help you know that them being your enemy may really have nothing to do with you, but the unresolved issues that they have within them. And they're just looking for someone to take it out on. And even though that does not excuse what they are doing, I hope that it would at least help you know that them being your enemy may really have nothing to do with you, but the unresolved issues that they have in them and they're just looking for someone to take it out on. What if you knew that the person who was your enemy was molested as a child, a victim of child abuse, or has some other horrific situations happen to them? Would you be more sympathetic than the issues that are manifesting themselves in the present? And although I have no way of knowing if these things happen, it could be a large possibility that something happened to them once upon a time ago to make them so vindictive and perhaps that deserves your sympathy more than your retaliation or judgment. Number three, why you should love your enemies. So maybe you do not care about their childhood and their past issues. You may be saying to yourself that this does not excuse for them to have problems and come against me. And you would be right. But I was just trying to give you some more input on why people are the way they are. And at this point, you may be saying, well, they are mean to me, so I'm going to be mean to them. 
And when you really think about it, what is it all for? The only thing it creates is more negativity, more back and forth, and it can be emotionally draining and time-consuming to treat someone bad, and I am sure that you have more important things to do and think about over trying to figure out how to get back at other people. And even if you're not buying any of this, that you should love your enemies just because, then how about as a Christian you should love your enemies simply because God told you to? And to do so means that you're actually blessing yourself. Bible verses about loving your enemies and why you should do it. If you love only the people who you love, why should you receive a blessing? Even sinners love those who love him, who love them. Luke 6.32 Anyone can be mean to someone who is mean to them. It does not take much maturity or self-control to do that. But if you call yourself a Christian and you have decided to treat someone like crap because you don't like them and you feel that they are your enemy, then how are you different? That does not represent God and it does not put you in a position to be blessed. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Matthew 7, 2 Meaning that if you refuse to love your enemies, this is the same way God will come at you. How can you come to God and expect him to bless you, forgive you, treat you right when you are not willing to lend the courtesy to other people? I know it is hard to treat someone nice when all they have done is treat you like crap on the bottom of their shoe. I understand that. But you have a choice to make. You can treat them like crap back or you can choose to put on the face of God and treat them like God would treat them even if it is hard. We can choose to be the master of our own emotions, which you can click the link down below to read that. We can choose to do the right thing and not treat people right, even if we don't want to or even if they do not deserve it. I have learned that as a Christian, I not only need to talk the talk, but I also need to walk the walk. To love your enemies is a part of that walk. It takes no effort whatsoever to tell the word that I'm Christian. It does take effort to behave like a Christian, which I have a separate blog post on. You can click the link down below to read. Also, don't forget to check out my video on how God will handle your enemies so you don't need to worry about them. Number five, Bible verses about loving your enemies because you will reap what you sow. A man reap what he sows. Whatever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. Galatians 6, 7-9 And remember more than anything that you will reap what you sow. God does not care if the other person was wrong if they did something to you first. He does not care about which excuse that you has, have as to why you are doing the exact opposite of what he told you to do, which is refusing to love your enemy. So know that when you choose to harbor resentment, hate, and the inability to just get over the other people doing whatever it is to you, that is the same thing that will come back to you. So let's say that you could care less about the other person then care enough about yourself so that you're not getting in the way of your own blessings by inviting this negativity into your life. Number six, love your enemies because you're not perfect. I want you to remember that you're not perfect, and I bet there is someone out there right near that swears up and down that you're their enemy. Maybe you said something. Maybe you did something. Maybe you were having a bad day. Maybe you real realize what you did and maybe not. My point is the same way that you are trying to love your enemy is the same way that someone is out there thinking about you. 
We all have made mistakes and done things that we're not proud of. And if someone cannot manage to be the bigger person, then everyone is just destined to go around in circles of getting back and hating one another. And who has time for that? And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? Matthew 7, 3. What I'm trying to say here is that you can talk about, gossip about, and be the enemy of your enemy all you want to. You can point out what they did and how they were wrong, but I bet if you turn the mirror on yourself, you may have some things that you're doing or have done that may even put your enemies to shame. So instead of focusing on them and what they did to you, focus on yourself and what you can do to improve yourself and the situation. If you say that you are a good person, then be a good person. Produce good fruits, which I have a separate blog post on that you can click the link down below to read. And if you say that you're a Christian, then be a Christian to everyone. You cannot say that you are a Christian except for when someone comes for you and then you have to turn back into a heathen. No, you should be Christian all the time. Even if people hate you, make it so that they respect you and they should be able to see the God in you. You do not need to go around sprinkling holy water on people and speaking in tongues to prove to them that you're a Christian, but you should love your enemies and the way that you behave, the way that you act, and the way that you treat people despite how they treat you. Number seven, because God says so. And you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind and with all of your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. Mark 12, 30 through 31. Literally loving your neighbor as yourself is the second greatest commandment and that is how important it is to God that you love everyone. Not love everyone, but make an exception if X, Y, and Z happens. And more importantly, God knows that to do so is to love yourself. Choosing to love your enemies is for your benefit and not theirs, which I have a separate blog post on and you can click the link down below to read that. And if you know someone who could use this information as well, then feel free to share this post with them. And also, I have an ebook about spiritual fasting that can assist you along your spiritual journey and getting closer with God. You can scroll all the way down and click the link down below to buy.